illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right hash from the zone 25, goes back to throw, and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here will tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half from the right hash. Simon's in the handoff, can't cut to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, 10, into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Nick. he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgater. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heiner Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host and the big bald guy behind the grill, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me as always from Twin Pines Vineyards and Airbnb, the director of thermodynamic lipid immersion, my co-host and brother, The Beach. Beach, how are you doing this morning? I know. It's a little odd doing a recording in the morning and not in late in the evening. So I know. I'm doing good. I, I got up, um, took a shower, just got to McDonald's, got my big breakfast and hot, hot cakes and sausage and had myself a little feast. And now I'm here talking to you, looking out my windows, looking at my grapes because I'm getting a little worried because we haven't harvested them yet. Oh, when are they supposed to come so- harvest them? I don't know. So the the gentleman who buys them from me, he owns a, a winery called Fox Farm. Yeah, right down the street. His name is yeah, and his name is David, and a very nice guy. And uh, his uh, so they do a sugar test. So he takes samples and they test like the sugar. But he's gonna he's playing it kind of by ear because he's like, I don't want necessarily the sugar content. I want the flavor, and he wants the seeds inside the grapes to turn brown. And right now they're just on the on the cusp, but they're still slightly green. So he's like a little longer, a little longer, and it's freaking me out. So, but the good news is we've got them netted, so the birds aren't eating them away. So I'll have a crop this year because last year I went from having about a ton of grapes to having about 600 pounds worth of grapes after the birds got done with it. God dang. This year, it looks like I should have about two tons worth of grapes if everything stays good. You ever think about buying a falcon? Uh, You know, I I probably cost, falcon probably costs more than the money I make on the, uh, on the grapes. So, cause, uh, I, I'm, I'm this year I'll make uh 28 50 a ton. So I'll make uh, a little over five grand. And so far I'm invested this year, just in my maintenance on the grapes, a little over six grand. So great investment people. <laughs> if you ever want to buy it, make sure you got more than an acre and a half of grapes. <laughs> or hopefully you have some Falcon nests around. Yeah. 
Yeah, the only thing that makes it worthwhile is the fact that my uh, property taxes yeah. are probably a third of what they should be. Yeah. So if if I have the grapes on the property, but no, it's it's a money losing proposition. My my David who buys the grapes from me, he told me he's like Brian, you know how you make a lot of money in the or you know how you make a little money in the wine business? I said no. He said start out with a lot of money. <laughs> so, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so anyway, but it's interesting. But yeah, it's uh. This is what it is. Alrighty, Billy. What? How? How? Uh, where are we starting today? Well, Beach, like we said, this is a morning recording of the podcast. You know how it's different than the other ones? It's like how a regular podcast. We just do it in the morning. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Kind of like morning cheesesteaks. It's like a regular exactly. cheese. It's like a breakfast exactly. cheesesteak. It's like a regular cheesesteak. And, and, and I can't wait to talk about that because we haven't even talked about our our menu, and I gotta put that online. I I tell people anymore. Always check our Facebook page for. Uh, for updates and stuff as yeah. far as menus and, and locations and timing go. Yep. So well, I need to I put that on there since I, I tend to be the, uh, the Facebook um, uh, marketing director of, sure. of the Heiner tailgater. I just send everything to you cause I don't want to deal with it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's still a big responsibility for me. Well, the oh, purpose of it pays so well too. Yeah, the purpose of illegal participation is for us to talk beaver sports, tailgating, anything else we find interesting every week. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and pretty much any other podcatcher you have. If you want to get in touch with us, HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com, at HeinrichTailgator on X, and HeinrichTailgator on Facebook. And guess what, Beach? What, Billy? We've got an email this week. <laughs> That's awesome. Who, who, who has such a pathetic life that they have time to write to us? Oh, wow. Well, this one's from listener Devin. Ooh, Devin. Yeah. That's, right. a, that's a horrible thing to say. Oh, well, of course, you know. he is up in Montana and it's going to be that time of year. So maybe he's yeah, just getting he's... snowed in already. Yeah, I was going to say not <laughs> enough goats left. So anyway. <laughs> all right. Uh, listener Devin says, listener Devin here. I have a few questions for you all. I'm going to read the whole thing and then we'll go back and answer the questions. Okay. Uh, okay. Number one, if beach could only eat at one fast food establishment for the rest of his life, what would it be? Ooh. Number two, would you rather be forced to go to every Duck home football game for a year or not be allowed to watch or listen to any Beaver football games in person, on TV, radio, etc., for two years? Go Beavs, Devin. Okay, Beavs, let's start with number one. If you could only eat at one fast food establishment for the rest of your life, what would it be? So, let me, let me take this in. So, we're going to throw out Burger King because nobody likes Burger King. Uh, Burger King is horrible. Yeah. Um, we're going to throw out, I, I, you know, I, I went to, um, I went to Burgerville over the weekend cause I had that Oktoberfest burger, uh-huh. but honestly, Burgerville doesn't do it for me. So I, I would throw it out. Um, when it comes to breakfast, my, my three breakfast choices that I love McDonald's for just because they're everywhere. Yeah. Wendy's has an incredibly good breakfast menu. Their potato wedges are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, for their for the breakfast if you haven't had a wendy's breakfast they have this uh bacon swiss uh croissant kind of swiss cheese it's a it's a sauce it's not cheese it's a sauce i don't care i hate swiss it it, it's fantastic and then you get the potatoes and then they have a coke freestyle machine so you can get your your variety there i like that chick-fil-a has an incredibly good breakfast bowl and an incredibly good breakfast burrito their salsa is fantastic and the chicken's always amazing so Typically, those are my three choices in the morning is what I go through. But if you're having to make me pick, you know, for breakfast, you know, for everything, honestly, I would probably 
Chick-fil-A would get old. In-N-Out would get old because the menus are too limited. Um, McDonald's doesn't have enough variety. They need more, um, like, change-up. So I would probably pick Wendy's. Okay. Because I like their chicken better. And they always have, like, seasonal offerings at Wendy's. All the yeah. Time. Plus, got, yeah, you know, because they'll have the pretzel burgers. And then they'll have, you know, other stuff. They have that... that um, Chicken Asiago sandwich, which is which is really good. I like that one. But again, you got the chilies, you got the baked potato. If you need some variety, you can throw the chili on the baked potato. You got chili cheese fries. They got that nacho burger going on right now. Sometimes they'll have the pub burgers going on. Uh, so I would have to say probably if I had to pick, it'd be Wendy's, even though it's not like my top. But in terms of like into perpetuity, it has the most variety. What's your thought, Billy? Yeah, I mean, if you're talking like burgers – Probably. That's the probably quality is there. Yeah. Wendy's has good quality. Usually. Um, yeah. Except that one we. Except that Sometimes one we ate at. Yeah, that one we ate at in Tennessee was kind of sketch. Well, and then I had that episode at the one in Hillsboro, which I won't go to because of the cheese sauce incident. Yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd probably go there if we're talking burgers, but it mm-hmm. also depends on what your definition of fast food is. Because if I had to pick one thing, I would probably mm-hmm. pick Cafe Rio. Because hmm. okay. I, I could I could eat Mexican food, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I could mix it up. And yeah, that's... I don't know. See, I couldn't I couldn't do. I was just thinking that Chipotle or Qdoba because I'm not as big a fan of Cafe Rio, but like you know, their comparables would be Qdoba or yeah. or. Uh... Chipotle. And while I do enjoy a, a good Chipotle or Qdoba about once a week, I couldn't do it every day. Yeah, I've done it like three get, times in two days. So. Yeah, I've done in and out. I've done in and out three times in a day. Wow. <laughs> That's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. I was uh, I was driving up from California. This goes back probably 15 years ago or something. I was driving up from California by myself. And uh Figured, oh, I better hit one on the way, you know, before I leave in the morning, because I think I left at like 10 or something, and then around lunchtime, and then I think I was in Reading by dinner, and so it was like, yeah. Let's do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Take advantage of it while I was going. Now, like, I've never been to a Culver's, and I hear Culver's is really good. Oh, my gosh. Does Culver's do breakfast? I don't know. I don't know. Did you see that commercial I sent you uh, about the, the, the biscuit holes from Hardee's? No. Oh, I thought I sent it to you. I don't think so you did. it's okay. It was a commercial on, and, and maybe you can play it here. I don't know if you you can if I'll if I can resend it to you. But this this it's like Hardee's is promoting their new biscuit holes, right? They're kind of a competitor to a donut hole, and so they're doing a blind taste test in in a mall, and they got people coming up, and they're like, "Do you want to try the the A hole or the B hole?" And they're like, "Yeah, that that A hole tastes terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible." <laughs> And I think it was a genuine Hardy's commercial. It was awesome. They're like, yeah, the A hole tastes funny. I really like the B hole. That's funny. I don't so, think yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you. I don't think I'll send it to you and you can cut it in because the audio is all you need. I don't think uh, Culver's does breakfast, but I hear their food's pretty good. Okay. Have, right, you, ever eat, have, have you ever eaten at a Culver's? I don't think I have. Okay. They're like out of so, Wisconsin, I think. I oh, know you know the other one that the, I know there's the other some one down in Arizona around 
mom and dad's place. I, I was just telling uh, Dunny this yesterday when we were at the Comic-Con was there, I saw that they uh, put a, a, a Shake Shack into Bridgeport Mall. And I'm like, I don't like Shake Shack. I think they're really overrated, but I like Steak and Shake. Yeah, I do like Steak and Shake. I, the two times we ate there, that was pretty damn good. Yeah, that freaking uh, uh, frosted flake milkshake. Oh, that was so good. Oh, my God, that was amazing. Remember, because we stopped and we ate dinner super late one night, and we uh-huh. got the frosted, we just got a frosted flake milkshake, and then we stopped on the way back to Nashville just to get another yeah, frosted flake I, milkshake. I looked at you, I'm like, what? Yeah. You're like, I, I just want to get another frosted flake milkshake. Oh, and I was like, all right. <laughs> So good. It's funny because I've told I, the boys. I can't believe they stayed so crispy in that. I know. I told the boys about that, and Gunner goes, "That sounds really good." I go, "Dude, it was so good. We had two. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, uh, Shake Shack is it's good, but if it's hanging, if it and I, and In and Out are both hanging from a cliff, and I can only save one, I'm saving In and Out. But oh yeah, yeah I, I'd kick Shake Shack to the, I'd kick Shake Shack over the the edge, so in and out would. would... Yeah, I mean, it's good. Yeah, it's just I, yeah, by it's far just pricey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I, like I said, I think well, it's kind of like Burgerville. I think it's really pricey for what it is. Yeah. So you you have to really want it in order to justify going there. But I will tell you that Oktoberfest burger that I had at the Burgerville over the weekend, mm-hmm. it was it was good. It's uh, they they put. Um, uh, sauerkraut on it, but it's not like the bitter American sauerkraut. It was it was more sweeter, like you find in Germany. And then they had like a, a grainy mustard on there, and then there was a little bit of mayonnaise. And then I think they put some seasoning. They, they called it like some type of seasoning. I think more of like a sausage seasoning flavoring. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it was it was good. I I totally enjoyed it. Nice. So all right, question number two, Beach. Would you rather be forced <laughs> to go to every Duck home football game for a year? Or not be allowed to watch or listen to any Beaver football games for two years. You know, I'd go to the Duck game just because I would want to root on the other team. I could handle that. Yeah, I would too. I've I've gone to I mean, Duck games. I mean, I, in I mean full the people Beaver... are assholes. Oh, go ahead. I say I've gone to Be- I've gone to Duck games in full Beaver gear. Well, didn't you go there one and one guy made a comment to you? Yeah. Is so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it was, geez, this was a few years ago. The Beavs so were it playing. A, it was like a decade ago or better. Nah, because Jess and I were there. So it was probably like 2013, 2014. That was a decade, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, now that you say that, you're right. Um, and the Beavs, it was, the Beavs were playing at Hawaii later at night, and the Ducks were playing like the primetime ABC game against Michigan State. Like in the 1230 Austin. game? Yeah, it might have been 12.30 or it might have been – must have been 12.30. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so uh, Jess – and Jess had always wanted to go to a game at Autzen, but she wouldn't go to um, Civil, Civil War, War because she just said I don't – she didn't want to deal with that kind of crowd. So mm-hmm. we're getting ready to go, and she's putting on gray, like, neutral stuff, and I'm looking at my different stuff, and I'm like – so you're looking it. at your closet between your orange and your black. Uh, well, I was like, what do I wear? And I'm like, screw it. I always tell people to fly their colors. I'm flying my colors. So I wore a beaver shirt and she's like, really? And I'm like, I always tell people to fly their colors. I'm flying my colors. Damn it. So anyways, we got in there and we're waiting in line to, to go in the stadium. And of course I can hear people kind of grousing around me about stuff and just kind of chirping a little bit. And this one guy goes, 
that guy's got a lot of uh got a lot of guts you know wearing that here another guy goes well i think he's lost <laughs> and i go no i just wanted to go see a football game in a stadium named after a great beaver and the guy kind of laughs at me and he goes we're well, in the wrong place and i go am i and his buddy stamps down and goes actually dude thomas Otson was a beaver <laughs> really yeah and the guy goes one other guy goes well you don't have to worry about anything he's like 6'3 260 and i turn around looked at him i go i'm 252 thank you very much <laughs> and then everybody laughed and i kind of and they you know they uh kind of broke the tension and it was all good after that but yeah so so yeah um, i would have to say i would rather go to every duck home game because mm-hmm. um, even if I have to go to a home game and miss a Beaver game, I can still listen to Parker on my radio. Yeah. The only thing I would want if I had to do that was I'd want to sit in the visitor section because I just can't stand sitting in their general admission or even just, just I want to be around people that are like-minded. I just want some noise canceling headphones. So I don't have to hear that. Isn't it funny what we get used to? Because I hear, I think it was mom was saying one time, she heard people complain that the chainsaw drives them bonkers, right? Yeah. And and I, I hear the chainsaw, but it doesn't bother me at all. You know, it's, well, it's, it's just part of it. Because it's for us. Yeah, I right. guess so. But that, that freaking foghorn, when they score, I don't know how anybody can like that. It's so <laughs> painful. I know. I know. I mean, if I was a fan, I'd be like, oh, my God, can't we just get a cowbell or something? <laughs> I mean, for Pete's sake. All righty, Beach. Well, thanks for the email, Devin. Hopefully that answers those questions. Like I said, I don't know. I I would probably take – I kind of agree with you about Wendy's. Remember Mm -hmm. when Wendy's had uh, breakfast when we were kids? Oh, yeah. They They had had great breakfast, yeah. Fantastic ones. But like I said, they they tried to go in. I don't know if they're having much success with their current ones, but the problem that I have with the one in Newburgh that I would hit on my way to work is it doesn't open until 6.30. And I'm driving by there at 530. I'm like, if you want to have a successful breakfast, you need to get the commuters anymore. If you're in a suburb, you need to open up at 530. And I mean, McDonald's does. I think McDonald's opens up at five. Yeah, I don't know what the one here in Dallas opens up. I don't think they're that early. Yeah. Well, but again, I mean, they would have me every day at the at the Wendy's if they would open up sooner. I mean, granted, that's only going to be, you know, eight dollars worth of sales. But uh but I would probably tend to go there every morning if they were open early. So mm-hmm. sometimes I'm, I'm anxious for it. I'll, I'll drive off of I-5 and there's one on Lancaster that I can hit as I head to work. But it takes me kind of a ways off the, the freeway. All right, Beach. Well, let's get moving here. You ready to talk some Beaver sports news? Yes. All right, Beach. First up, Beaver women's volleyball. Oh, okay, Billy. Please, positive, positive vibes here. What do we got? Well, Beach, Oregon State fell to number six Oregon three to nothing on Friday night in the first of the Civil War series meeting of the season. And I'm not calling the rivalry series because that's stupid. It's the frickin' Civil War, and that's what we're gonna call it here. At least now, for the last year that it is. Yep. Now Michael Vernon led the Beavers with nine kills, while Ryan White had nine digs and led in that category, and Amanda Birds added a dozen assists. The Beavers are five six overall 0-1 in the Pac-12 and they actually played Sunday this afternoon as we're recording it uh, against USC in the Galen Center. So, But obviously we don't know what that score is. 
So let's hope the Bees win that one. Go to one on one there. Uh, let's move on to women's soccer beach. Mm-hmm. Okay. What, what, oh, women's soccer. What do we got, Billy? I well, love be- women's soccer. Well, Beach, the women's soccer team dropped its Pac-12 opener two to nothing Friday evening in Tempe, Arizona. The Bees Damn. took eight shots in the match, five of which came from the foot of forward McKenna Martinez. The Beavs are 3-3-3 three, three, and three overall, 0-1-0 in the Pac-12, and they'll return to Lorenz Field on Thursday to take on Utah. This is turning out to be just a shit week, isn't it? Well, it's not great. No. Any better news? Men's soccer, maybe? Well, Beach, the men's soccer... They probably, play, they, probably, they probably played to a tie, which even pisses me off more. No, they actually played uh, Sunday afternoon. They're hosting Senior Day. Uh, against uh, Loyola Marymount. But that's obviously happening after we record the show. Okay, so when we cut in next week, you'll probably say they freaking tied. I swear to God. Let's 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 check that next week. Say, Beej, they freaking tied Loyola Marymount. Because that would just piss me off even more. Well, Beach, let's move on to some cross-country news. Okay, running for fun. Oregon State's Kaylee Mitchell picked up where she left off last fall, winning the Dellinger Invitational on Friday and leading OSU to a fourth-place finish as a team. Mitchell's victory was dominant. The redshirt senior won the race by 18.1 seconds, finishing with hardly another runner in sight. She pulled away during the first full loop at Pine Ridge Golf Course and lengthened her lead over the second to secure the win. Now, the Bees got key contributions from three other new runners, with transfers Sage Brooks finishing 17th, Abigail Prater 60th, and freshman Ruby Broadbent, 57th. Sophomore Kate Laurent, one of the four returners from last year's NCAA championship team, placed 43rd. Now, the Bees, who are ranked 17th in the latest USTFCCCA coaches poll. Wow. Finished that's, behind. A lot of, that's a big acronym right I there. know. I put that in there just because I think it's funny. The <laughs> latest USTFCCCA coaches poll finished behind BYU, Oregon, and Cal Poly. The former two teams are both among the top 10 in the country. Now, up next, the Beavs will compete at the Charles Bowles Invitational on September 30th in Salem. You know, it would be awesome. So you, you heard on the news early last week that a, a bear got into the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World and they had to shut down half the park. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's cross country, right? Track is track and cross country. They're like, oh, yeah, you, you know, you're running across you know, off-road and stuff. And it's like they're running across golf courses. I'm like, really? This is tough? And then I was thinking, what if they put a bear behind him? You know? Like, here we go. You don't know when the bear's going to show up. Run like hell. You know? (laughs) That would be a sport, you know? Because, like, the last, the the slowest person would pay the ultimate price. Well, then you'd be shoving the other guy down. Exactly. You'd be like trying to trip the other guy. That's a sport right there. You see what I'm saying? Well, see, I say That's that. Free... I say that with with gymnastics, right? Gymnastics put two chicks up there on the balance beam and give them both pugil sticks. So you're trying to do your thing while the other person's taking wax at you. Nice. Yeah. I'd watch that. <laughs> kind of like American Gladiators. I was gonna say just like American Gladiators. Exactly. Actually, I do yeah. watch some gymnastics, too. I'm impressed with what they do, but I just, to me, a gymnastics meet is more like a recital. Yeah. Because yeah. you're just out there doing what you've practiced, you know, 
before. It's not like you've got another competitor who's out there directly going against you or changing up what you're going to do. No, I think you, you always told me, I always liked your terminology. It's an exhibition. It's not a sport. Yeah. I, I'm like I said, it's not that I, it's not that I don't appreciate the, the talent and the skill and the athleticism involved, but you're not directly there's, there's competing no against them. Yeah. There's no offense and defense. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's just you even running a race. You have to have some strategy involved. Yeah. I would say that. Yeah. You know, uh, if you're going to be, well, I mean, look, I mean, you, when you're running track and field, you're, you're going for that inner side, that inner slot. Well, right? and there's, you know, in distance races, when do you kick out, you know, mm-hmm. when do you try to overtake the guy or do you just try to go, you know, balls to the wall from the beginning and try to tire them out? And it, there's just, there is strategy involved. And, and like I said, with gymnastics, I just, find it a recital yeah yeah so interesting okay well, what else so billy anything oh hey billy yes beach do you hear that i do you know what i'm always fascinated about on this is the fact that uh you don't know what's going to come off of this thing i have no clue yeah sometimes i know what's going on but but very rarely because i'm lost most of the time hold on here hold on This just in. As of Tuesday, when illegal participation airs, there are 310 days until those no good NCAA cheating, gay costume wearing, player paying, Willie Lyles loving, Eugene stinking, drug using, commie celebrating, tree hugging, Nazi band wearing, student body Mormon hating, money chasing, research turf burning, corso head stealing, sore losing, dead horse beating, early game leaving. Past, live, past living, Nike colluding, bitch tits celebrating, overrated and overranked, feather plucking, shit eating duck, Oregon ducks, leave the Pac-12. Hallelujah! <laughs> <laughs> this has been your Heinrich Tailgater update from Eugene. Uh, where's the Tylenol? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Obviously, the writer's strike hasn't affected whoever writes those... Uh, no, those, no, not those, at all. Those press releases. <laughs> all righty, Beach. Well, after that, are you ready to go under further review for Pac-12 week four? After further review, the runner did cross the line. And Touchdown. Yes. Well, no, not really. I'm not looking forward to this at all, but all right. we got to go through it. Yeah. Heading into the week, um, you had 21 out of 32. Kyle was at 24 out of 32, and I was at 25 out of 32. All right, Beach, all the games were on Saturday, September 23rd. First up, we had Colorado at Oregon. Prime time coming to Autzen. And I was the odd man out and picked Colorado because I just thought prime time was going to just take it to them. Oh, something got taken to somebody. So, yeah, you took Colorado. Kyle and I, I hate you, Kyle. Kyle and I took Oregon. Oregon quarterback Bo Nix threw three touchdown passes, and the number 10 Ducks emphatically slammed the brakes on Deion Sanders' Cinderella story, routing the 19th-ranked Buffaloes 42-6 on Saturday. 
Now the Ducks were up 35 to nothing at half after Coach Dan Lanning sent them into the matchup of unbeatens with a fiery pregame speech that took direct aim at the star-studded hype machine that has followed Deion Sanders, a.k.a. Coach Prime's team, for the first three weeks of the season. So, Beach, and they played this clip on the air. It said, he, this is what Lanning said, The Cinderella story's over, men. They're fighting for clicks. We're fighting for wins. There's a difference. He also talked about them being all about Flash. And I wanted to go, seriously? Really? Seriously. Seriously? You guys with with the 600 and 653 costume changes yeah. that you can pick during it, the season. And did you see what they wore on Saturday? The color no, changing cleats? Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. They're Anyways. all about the clicks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the other teams about the they're all about that. Oh shit. Okay, dude. Sure. You, you know what's impressed me is primetime's uh, faith in God. I mean, he professes that quite a bit. Yeah. I, I just – he just – they hadn't really faced a defense all year, and they don't have much of a defense. And Oregon exposed them all over the field. Well, and I think you said that too, didn't you? Yeah. I think going into the game you said – or going into last week you said, I just don't think they have a defense to keep up against Oregon. No. I figured Oregon – and, and Oregon, you know, they they – got off the accelerator in the second half. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And we put one touchdown up after that. And it wasn't because Buffalo was, or uh, Colorado was playing super well. And, and Colorado put up a touchdown. Was it, were they playing against the the third string players at that point in time? Yeah. yeah, They were playing against backups. Um, For Oregon, Troy Franklin caught eight passes for 126 yards and two TDs. So Kyle and I got the win there. Beach, you didn't. Yeah, screw you, Billy. Yeah, I feel bad for you. I know you don't. I don't need your pity, you sarcastic (laughs) bitch. All right, next up, UCLA at Utah. We all, I mean, from here on out, we all picked the same teams. Uh So we all picked Utah. Correct. And it was, you you didn't probably watch it because you're at Comic-Con having your your threesome Uh, with the daughters of Thanos. Oh, my God. How are are Zoe Saldana and... uh, Karen Gillian. I only briefly got a, to say anything to Zoe, but in, I mean, just incredibly gorgeous and, and nice. <clears throat> I mean, maybe they're just acting. I don't know. Um, but I went to a panel with uh, Karen Gillan mm-hmm. who played, uh, who played uh, Nebula. Yeah. And so it was really funny when we got there, they, they bring on. So there was only like three, th- those two and Ralph Macchio. Everybody else was like voice actors in D and D, and granted, Rose City Comic Con's a small Comic Con, but normally they have quite a few actors there. <clears throat> but a lot of them have stopped the circuit because of the strike. Yeah. And when they opened up, uh, Karen had the only panel on Saturday uh, of of that level. And uh, when the MC comes on, he's like, "Okay, you cannot. We will turn off your microphone if you ask any questions regarding Marvel, Disney." Yeah. Uh, this and then so they're like because they. Not- because she was there not promoting any of that stuff. Correct, correct. Yeah. And, and, and Ralph Macchio was probably there as a producer, not an actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 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 Zoe, and Zoe was there. Um, not promoting think, anything. Yeah, yeah. But and when I was telling somebody, because it, it, it costs quite a bit of money to get your picture taken with them. Mm-hmm. And the one guy says, well, they're, at a, they're way priced too high. And I'm like, and then Dunny said, well, the actors don't price the photographs. 
the the event does. Mm-hmm. And and so I told the guy, I'm like, well, I said it's probably demand pricing. I said if they were to shoot too low, all of them would be bought within within a day, you know, within an hour mm-hmm. if they if they priced it too low. And to get a threesome, you know, with them, <laughs> it was it wasn't cheap. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, when when's the chance I'm going to meet both of these girls again? Yeah. But but when she went up there, so I don't know if you know, but but she's Scottish. Yeah. And so oh, she's got yeah. A, She's got a pretty thick Scottish accent. She's oh, beautiful yeah. red hair, and and she even when she did uh, Nebula, I Dunny was telling me she shaved her head yeah. to do Nebula, but she saved her hair and made it into a wig that she could wear. Okay, I don't and, think she shaves her head for it anymore. No, well maybe maybe not. I don't know, but, but I, I think, think originally she I did. think for yeah. the first one she did, yeah. Yeah, but but um, she was talking about her 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 stories. She grew up near. Uh, she actually grew up to the town next to Loch Ness. And she believes there's a not Loch Ness monster. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and she talked, people just asked really funny questions like, what's your favorite food? You know, or if we went to your town, what should we see? She's like, you got to go to this bar and stuff like that. But she goes, my town's pretty thing. That's what, what her favorite town in the U.S. is. She's like, I love New York. Hmm. Um, uh, just, just kind of really shallow questions. But she did get in. And sometimes she's like, um, this one time when I played this person who was blue. And- <laughs> And, and so she, she would talk about, she, she said she got kicked out of her acting class when she was in high school and stuff because she wasn't good enough. And, uh, and she goes, probably true. I wasn't good enough, but she goes, I kept working at it. And, and anyway, it was, she was really, really sweet gal. But, um, anyway, so that was, that was a lot of fun to, to, to meet them and, and see them, but both were, were awesome. Right on. So, All right. It, so I just, it, was one of, it was a moment. It was, it was a great moment. All right. So, so UCLA, Utah, we all took Utah. Mm-hmm. Kareen Reed returned an interception for a touchdown and Landon King had a TD catch for number 11, Utah, which used a stifling defensive performance to beat UCLA 14 to seven with cam rising still sidelined on Saturday. So Utah <clears throat> ran with quarterback, Nate Johnson, who went nine of 17 for 117 yards as Utah rushed the ball 48 times. Now Jalen Glover had 25 carries for 86 yards. This was just a slog. Wow. Yeah. So one of Utah's first, their first touchdown was an interception return for a TD. Jeez. Yeah. Now for UCLA, we could, we, we, we could have used one of those. Uh, yeah. Uh, yesterday. Yeah. Now UCLA freshman quarterback Dante Moore, who was under pressure all game, found Josiah Norwood for a 17-yard touchdown with 3:39 to play to help the Bruins avoid their first shutout in 12 years. <clears throat> Total yards in the game beach, mm-hmm. UCLA 243, Utah 219. Wow. Yeah, it was a lot of nothing. Just a slog of a game. Wow. So we all got the win there. And they said, I know Rising practice last week. He took half the snaps last week. He warmed up on Saturday, but he was not in uniform. Hmm. So he went through warm-ups, but wasn't in uniform. So I would expect to see him back on Friday, maybe, mm-hmm. against the Beavs, but we'll see. All right, next up, Arizona at Stanford. Uh, we all picked Arizona because, in your words, just Stanford isn't very good this year. No. D.J. Williams scored a go-ahead touchdown from two yards out midway through the fourth quarter to finish off a nine-play drive as Arizona beat Stanford 21-20 on Saturday to open Pac-12 conference play. Now, the 
Wildcats, yeah, Wildcats closed out the win with backup quarterback Noah Fafita under center after starter Jaden Delora left the game late in the third quarter with an apparent leg injury. Now, mm. Stanford, coming off a loss to FCS member Sacramento State last week, entered the game on a five-game Pac-12 losing streak, but had won the previous six contests against Arizona. The Wildcats had not won at Stanford since 2006. Mm. The Cardinal the Cardinal entered the fourth quarter with a 17-14 lead after a one-yard TD run late in the third quarter. But down by a point after Arizona's touchdown, Stanford could not get a stop as the Wildcats ran out the clock. Hmm. So, yep, Stanford just not very good. And yeah, Arizona. Still, still, still put up a game, though. Yeah. Better than they did last week against Sac State. So exactly. we, we all got the win there. Next up, USC at Arizona State. Well, I, I ultimately root for Arizona State, but uh, we have to pick winners, so we all picked USC on this one. USC quarterback Caleb Williams threw for 322 yards and accounted for five TDs. Marshawn Lloyd ran for 154 yards, and number five USC outlasted Arizona State's upset bid with a 42-28 win on Saturday night. Now, USC had a touchdown negated by a penalty, lost a fumble to set up an Arizona State score, and also turned it over deep in the Sun Devils' end in the third quarter. But the Trojans' defense tightened up while the offense stagnated, coming up with three big sacks, one that led to a fumble by Arizona State quarterback Drew Pine near midfield. USC kept up the defensive pressure, finishing with seven of its eight sacks in the second half. Now, the Sun Devils opened up the playbook to keep up with the Trojans a week after turning it over eight times in its first home shutout loss since 1998. ASU used a variety of trick plays, including two on halfback passes, to trail by just eight at halftime and pulled within 24-21 on Pine's 25-yard touchdown pass to Elijah Badger in the third quarter. So, yeah, they they, they had him on the ropes. And... Uh, you, uh, ASU has this running back named Scataboo, S-K-A-T-T-E-B-O, Scataboo. He was the one throwing halfback passes and stuff. They were running all sorts of, like, wildcat plays. It was impressive. Hmm. So um, I, I just thought they were kind of playing over their heads. And they, and they had USC a little bit on the ropes there for a little bit, but USC uh, defensive speed ended up just killing them. Yeah. All right, Beach. in our last game of the ones we picked, we had Cal at Washington. And we all picked the uh, the Huskies on this one. Well, Rome Odunzi scored on an 83-yard punt return and a 35-yard reception in the first half. Adafuan Olofoshio returned an interception 45 yards for a score on the first possession of the game. And number eight, Washington scored 45 first-half points on its way to a 59-32 win over Cal on Saturday night. Now, Beach, Washington led 14 to nothing before quarterback Michael Penix Jr. ever even saw the field. Are you kidding me? Well, they had a they had an interception return for a touchdown, and then they had a punt return for a touchdown. Wow. And when Penix finally found the field, he threw for three first half touchdowns as the Huskies tied a school record for points and a half. Now, Washington made everything look surprisingly easy, leading by as much as 40 against an opponent that's kind of been a problem in the recent years. Actually, Cal beat Washington. No, maybe it was Arizona beat Washington last year. 
Um, Penix played into the third quarter and finished 19 of 25 for 304 yards. He found Jalen Polk for a touchdown of 8 and 24 yards, the first of which Polk pinned against the ball against his helmet as he went to the turf. <laughs> so it, the final score was 59-32. It wasn't even that close. It wow. wasn't even that close. Well, that's, it sounds like, I mean, the first day, you know, it's got to be totally disheartening when you throw an interception for a touchdown and you kick, you punt, you, was it, you said a punt for a touchdown? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that, that just right in the first quarter. I mean, you're, you're just, you, you, you're like, you're punching yourself in the face and you just don't know how to stop. Uh, uh. <laughs> cool. All wow. right. So uh, with those five games this week, you did really good beach. You were four or five. I know you guys were just five of five. You so were four or five, life. so you're at 25 out of 37. Kyle did really well. He went five of five, so he's at 29 out of 37. And I did five of five, and I'm 30 out of 37. So I need you guys to totally tank one one whole uh, a week to catch up at this point. Yep. Lovely. All right, Beach, now it's time to talk about Oregon State at Washington State. It was um... – I, I was I was uh, impressed with their their efforts on a comeback. Well, Beach, Washington State wide receiver Josh Kelly caught three touchdowns, two in highlight reel fashion. Quarterback Cameron Ward passed for 404 yards and accounted for five scores. And number 21 Washington State was stood a late rally to beat Oregon State 38-35 on Saturday in the Pac-12 conference opener for both teams. Now, in a game billed as the Pac-2 championship on the Palouse. The Cougs pulled out their second victory of the season over an AP Top 25 poll. They led by 17 points early in the fourth quarter before the Beavs mounted a furious rally. Now, Oregon State's DJ Uyangalele tossed a five-yard touchdown pass to tight end Jack Velling with 1-12 left to pull the Beavers within 38-35. The Cougs recovered the onside kick after a mad scramble for the ball, and once the final snap was taken, fans rushed the field. The Beavs' defense came in ranked 13th in the FBS, but it gave up 352 yards in the first half and couldn't slow down Washington State's attack. The Cougars finished with 528 total yards. Now, Uyangalele completed 17 of 34 passes for 198 yards and was intercepted once. Deshaun Fenwick led Oregon State with 101 yards rushing and touchdowns of 38, 9, and 4 yards. Damian Martinez added 81 yards on the ground, but it wasn't enough to keep up with the Cougs. So, Beach, yeah, I, I, it was disappointing. Um, I mean, I I knew going into this game, I I hate playing Washington State at Washington State. I just think it's a tough. We we just struggle every time we go up there. I agree. And and um and Washington State's never. I mean, I I don't think in the last, well, since Leach was coach, I don't think Washington State was a team you could ever underestimate. Uh, they, not, not always, after his first couple seasons, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They uh they 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 get good kids. They got good coaching. And um, and they play hard. And I, I I went in there. People are like, oh yeah, you guys. Should. I hate when people go in and always tell me, oh yeah, you guys shouldn't have a problem. I'm like, dude, this is Oregon State. We we, we could have a problem with San Jose State, right? Well, I don't trust us. My my thing and, is, what? And, and any any given Saturday, any team can beat another team if they're not bringing the game. First of all, give Washington State some credit. Oh, they they played well. They're a pretty good football team. That new offensive coordinator they got this year, Arbuckle. I think he's uh-huh. doing a fantastic job with, with Cameron Ward. That Cameron Ward's a legitimate quarterback. The Pac-12 and, is loaded at quarterback this year. Between and great receivers. Yeah. Well, and those those both those receivers are 
or transfers in, one from UNLV, one from Fresno State. And the one guy, that Kelly, who had three touchdowns, he had two amazing one-handed catches. Oh, I saw the one. I So I didn't get to watch the first half of the game. I had to watch it kind of the stats on my phone as updates. Yeah. Um, but but then the uh, the second half I was able to watch at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. And um, and uh, it was uh, – I'm, I'm like – and and Dunny, we, we were there together since we did that Comic-Con together. So And she's from Washington State. And, uh, of course, when I was saying, oh, we got to do this, she's like, we, we, <laughs> and, uh, and so, but, uh, but I mean, even, even I was saying on that one, one handed catch in the end zone yeah, where it really should have been probably pass interference on us. Cause we were kind of holding the hand back, but, how... but, but he still went for it with the one hand grabs it, pulls him in and lands with it. It's like, well, crap. it's like a you perfectly, know? you deserve, ball. you deserve the catch. That was beautiful. Yeah. It was a perfectly thrown ball, an amazing catch. How, how, what else are you supposed to do at that point? Yeah. It's, it's just a, it's a well, it's, it's a well played. Uh, and I, uh, I will, uh, yeah, I will say the Beavs made some good adjustments at halftime. They moved Ryan Cooper jr. Over to cornerback and had him covering. That was a lot better. Um, mm-hmm. And they started getting some more pressure on Ward. I wish they would have made those adjustments earlier. Um, offensively. The one that really pissed me off, though, was when we had him and we could have sacked him and he kind of throws him around, but he's still standing. Yeah. I, that That's just bad tackling, right? And, and granted, he was coming from a weird angle. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I just felt that that, I mean, that, that could have, that cost us a, a really good sack. I, I agree. I agree. So. Um, but I, I will remind people too. It was twenty-one to fourteen, just before half. The Beavs had the ball and were going for it on fourth down to try and tie the game. Mm-hmm. They didn't get it. They they gave up a sack, which is horrible. Especially, you know, that offensive line. They're gonna have some good film to watch this week because they did not play well. They played well yeah. at times, but they gave up some bad plays. That was one of them. They gave up a sack. Washington State took the ball, went down, scored right before halftime, went up by two scores. That that pissed you know? me off because we but, were so close to tying that thing up. But but and you got to remember too, at the end of the game, the Beavs had to stop them. You know, four times at, they had first and goal. The Beavs stopped them on fourth down, then drove ninety-eight yards to score to go down by three. These are two very evenly matched teams. I would mm-hmm. love to see them play again. These are two well, very good football teams. And and we could. Yeah. Um, and, we, you know. We, uh, just seeing, wouldn't, wouldn't it be awesome if the Pac-2 championship was the Pac-2 championship yeah. this year? Well, and he That'd ended up with he ended up with 404 yards passing. He had 293 at halftime. You know. Mm-hmm. So. So that, that was that that was the changeup. Yeah, they you know they gave up a touchdown and a field goal in the second half, but you know they and that one field goal, damn it! Oh yeah, you know, that, that's you're, what you're I seeing a hook and you're going, come on, come on, hit, 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 hit and it bounces in, dag nab it. Yep. <laughs> yep, bounced it through. So yeah, I think you you said too one time. It's like you know, there's an infinite amount of space outside the uprights. There, there's a, a fairly large space in between the uprights, and still you hit an upright. Yeah, exactly. If you look at how much space there is to hit that upright, and he bounced it through. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I'm like, I'm like, is it hooking? Is it hooking? It looks like it's hooking. Come on, hook. Yeah. Oh. And then when you see it fly still backwards, I'm like, damn it. 
So. And uh, anyway. so now it would be the time. That's still a good game. Mm-hmm. I, I think that – and I know people are worried like, oh, that's it. No. Remember, anymore with the Pac-12 championship, you just have to be the top two teams in the conference. Mm-hmm. Right? There is no more North Division, South Division. It's thank just you, the USC. Pac-12. Yep. Thank you, USC, you bastards. So anyways. Wouldn't it be awesome if the two teams from the North go because of USC's rule? Well, I, I think actually, I think Washington State has a – I don't think – let's see. They don't play USC. Mm-hmm. And they don't play it's one of the Arizona Utah. School. Oh, wow. They don't play USC and they don't play Utah. So, so anybody has a good schedule, it's them. They have a they have a good schedule. They've still yeah. got to play at Washington and at Oregon. Mm-hmm. So that's that's going to be their two biggest biggest competitions. Yeah, but but they don't play. So. They don't play. All right. Um, now will be the time that we talk about rankings, Beach. But because we're recording at 10 a.m., the rankings are not out yet. Well, that's disappointing. Our, our listeners are going to be disappointed by that. Well, I would expect to see. Washington, they might stay the same. Oregon will probably move up. Utah might move up. Oregon State will fall. They won't fall out of the top 25. Washington will move up. UCLA will fall out of the top 25. Colorado will probably fall out of the top 25. I bet Oregon will be around 20, or Oregon State will be around 20, 21. Mm-hmm. Just kind of trade places with Washington State. Yeah. But anyways, all right, Beach. It you, is. You know, I'd much rather take our loss now, learn from it, improve from it, and hopefully not let it happen again. Yeah, to me, rankings don't mean anything until the final week of the season. True. All right, next up, it is now time for the Tommy Tuberville. What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do. <laughs> jackass of the Week Award. Every week, we like to discuss a person in college football who exemplifies the truly worst in sportsmanship leadership or just being a fan and i gotta tell you beach this season it's been kind of hard to find uh jackasses really there hasn't been a lot of completely jackassery you know on display oh okay but i will say this week we're giving our jackass of the week award to Old Notre Dame head football coach, Lou Holtz. Okay. Uh, why Lou Holtz? He's an old man. He's 86. Did you watch, you probably didn't watch, the Ohio State-Notre Dame game? No, oh, it was it was playing in the background while I was watching the uh, Beaver game. Yeah, so it was kind of a slobber knocker. Also, not a lot of offense. And Ohio State won on the last play of the game. So, Beach, moments after Ohio State players walked toward their tunnel carrying an Ohio against the world flag, Coach Ryan Day approached and emphatically pumped his fist towards the fans. Day's emotions had surged all week, fueled by comments from former Notre Dame coach Lou Holtz that Ohio State loses big games because the team isn't physical enough. Holtz told the Pat McAfee show on Friday that, quote, Notre Dame will take that same approach to hand Day a to hand Day another big stage defeat. Instead, the sixth-ranked Buckeyes prevailed 17-14 against number 9 Notre Dame and did so in a way that Day couldn't have scripted any better. Ohio State drove the field and scored with one second left on a one-yard chipped tranium touchdown run confirmed following a replay. 
Now, Day said of Holtz, quote, I'm really upset about what Lou Holtz said publicly about our team in Ohio State. Now, Holtz was honored before the game for Notre Dame's 1988 national championship game with that team. Day continued, mm-hmm. we're not going to stand for that. That's not even close to true. We had one bat half a couple of years ago in Ann Arbor, the second half. Every game we play, we're physical in, we are. I don't know where that narrative comes from, but that ends tonight. Now, Beach, Holt cited Ohio State's consecutive losses to arch-rival Michigan and its college football playoff losses against Georgia, Alabama, and Clemson as examples of a team that lacked grit. Now, the 86-year-old's comments had, and similar ones from others, appeared on video boards around Ohio State's football building leading up to the Notre Dame game. Now, until the final drive, Ohio State likely wouldn't have quieted its critics. The Buckeyes squandered a 10-0 lead and struggled in short yardage situations, including being stopped on an end-around at Notre Dame's 11-yard line with 4-11 to play. Now, Beach, the reason why we're giving it to Lou Holtz is why do you say things like that? It just gives it just puts bullets in your opponent's gun. Exactly. I, exactly. I, I, you know, it, you, you know, I always again, always remember what Coach Rooker said. Talk is cheap. Prove it on the field. Exactly. And and, and you have respect for your opponents. You you state publicly that you you you're impressed by their efforts because any team is any team has has good points. Even even the weakest team, even if you go Stanford, Stanford has potential to win a game yeah they, they've got great players they they've they've got the ability you know why would you even if you're going up against Stanford, you don't you don't badmouth them no. you simply compliment their highlights and you say you know we're it's a privilege to play them and we'll see how it goes yeah well why give them bulletin board material yeah we, we we hope to win but it's going to be a tough game and you know i always remember um uh, call who was it who was the portland trailblazer who got busted for always saying stupid things and so then afterwards both teams played hard just, both teams played hard, played a tough game. Both teams played real hard. Who was that? Uh, Rasheed Wallace. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Both teams played hard. Uh-huh. Both yeah. teams played yeah. hard. But, but, but again, sometimes that's the safest thing to say. Well, to, why you give know? them bulletin board material? My thing about football is it's emotion. It's game. Emotion yeah. plays a lot in football, right? Mm-hmm. Here's a perfect example. This is in basketball. Watch that. The Last Dance, that documentary about the about Jordan's last national or last um, championship run with the Bulls, mm-hmm. and you watch that and every time he's going some. They said that, and I took it personal. I took it personal. He he knew, even if some guy hadn't really said something, in his mind he was going to make it something. Yeah, to he piss needed, himself he needed, off and say, he "Oh, the emotional, that, he needed the emotional stimulation." Exactly, and that's especially true in football. So, like when when you get down there and you're on the one yard line, and it's like, okay, this is what they said. This is when they said you guys are soft. Are you going to be soft? Or are you going to go out there and punch him in the nose and punch this ball in the end zone? And I just don't understand in this day and age why you do that. Mm-hmm. I also find it funny that. Uh, Ohio State has an Ohio State against the world flag. Seriously? You're one of the top-ranked teams in the country year after year. Yeah, give me and a break. They're, they're, and they're victims. Yeah, give me a break. Yeah. Victim Maybe mentality victim. in this country is just ridiculous. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I just think it's stupid. And I will have to say, though, Beach, yes, Ohio State scored on that last play from one yard out. And guess what? Notre Dame only had 10 men on the field. Why? Because someone done screwed up. Wow. Yep. 
Their last two plays. Last still had. Last two plays, they only had ten men on the field. And they had to measure. Yep, he barely got in. Yep, he barely got in, and they were running probably where that guy should have been. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and they did two times in a row. They didn't even figure it out after the first play. Nope. What I can't understand wow. is how come the, the rest of the defense isn't like, hey, we need a freaking tackle. Like, where the hell is this guy? Yeah, yeah. Why aren't they yelling at somebody on the sidelines to come in? Yep. But anyways, Weird. Lou Holtz, even though you're 86, you're getting this week's. <laughs> Jackass of the week. And if you want to see something funny, Go on YouTube and look for Lou Holtz spitting. Really? Well, because he talks like this. Yeah, yeah. Right? He's, he's and always he had trouble. And he spits like crazy when it's like. And I saw a video the other day, and he's just being interviewed. But mm-hmm. because he's backlit, you can see every piece of spit <laughs> flying out of his mouth. Oh, oh it's God. hilarious. It's hilarious. Uh, All right. It's now time to move on to our musical interlude of the week. Ooh. My okay. pick this week. Yes. And this, this pick it's really more about uh, we're kind of going to dedicate this to our, our last week's opponent, Washington state. So this song was written and it's about holding on to longtime friends for more fun and good times. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what the song is. Now the song was written by John band Bon Jovi and Richie Sambora. It was a track on the band's third album, slippery when wet. A great album. Yep which on June 15th, 1987 was released and reached number 11 on the mainstream rock charts and number 21 on the UK singles charts. But Beach, this song was never released domestically as a commercially available single. Hmm. So it was ineligible for the billboard hot 100. What was it? Uh, was it, uh, was there a video on MTV? Um, maybe, I don't know if they have a video of it. They might have done one eventually, but they didn't do it when the album first came out. Okay. But the I'm song because there's a lot of there's a lot of good albums or a lot of good songs on that but, album, so I'm not sure which one well, about yet. This song, even though it wasn't released as a single, it wasn't available to go on the Billboard Hot 100, but it did reach <laughs> number 28 on the Hot 100 Airplay survey. Okay. So it's just songs that are being played on the air. So Beach, this song, and actually, uh, I, I I was reading up about this song. During the, uh, there's a demo of this song where Richie Sambora actually sings one of the verses. Really? Yeah, I like Richie Sambora's voice. Hmm. I think okay. he's he's a, a underrated singer. But this song, mm-hmm. Beach, by Von Bon Jovi from Slippery and Wet. Here is, never say goodbye. Strangers, but there's bottles my old friend. 
thought that was kind of appropriate when we're talking about Washington State. Yeah, yeah. Good uh, good pick, Billy. Good yeah. pick. Yeah. All right, Beans, let's get moving along here. We're chatting up a bit too much today. Um, week five in the Pac-12. We've got five games. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to do this. Let me pull up Kyle's emails. Okay. So we're going to actually talk about the Beaver game first because the Beavs play Friday, September 29th, Utah mm-hmm. at Oregon State. Normally we save the Beavs for last, but since they're the first game of the weekend on Friday, we'll just talk about them first. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm assuming we're all going to take OSU, but we don't pick OSU because it's a given. Yeah. What do you think about that? What do you think about the game? Um, I'm excited about the game. I'm glad we're playing at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that helps against Utah. Um, I, again, I don't think you can underrate, <laughs> un, underestimate any opponent in the Pac-12, and uh, not even Stanford for that for that case. And mm-hmm. uh, Utah's going to be a good opponent. I think it's going to go all the way to the fourth quarter. I'm hoping the Beavs come out on top. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Rising comes back. I bet he does. And I think the Beavs really just need to pound the ball. Yeah, our defense needs to, to to come to the you know I, again when I was watching the the game, uh, you know just the stats on my phone for the first half, I don't know I just felt both sides of the ball were not playing we we weren't we our offense wasn't scoring and our defense wasn't well, stopping the b- offense we need to stop yeah we the, need to fix both of those problems really quick the offense wasn't in sync it wasn't consistent they'd have a couple good plays and then fall apart and then mm-hmm. defensively. They have a hard time, and they have for a while, matching up with Washington State's offense. Mm-hmm. You know, they got four or five guys out there lined up to receive, and that's not what Utah will bring to the table. So I feel better about that. Okay. Kyle says, in 2008, the Beavs went from beating the number one USC to losing to the Mountain West Utah. Utah went on to beat Alabama in an undefeated season. Utah Beaver games have been mostly good and decisive games. I'll miss having them in the conference. Thanks for the thanks for the games, baby goats. That was nice. Yeah, I, I oh, agree. I agree. And actually, I you know, like I said, from what everything I've read, Utah really tried to keep the pack to, together. Utah and Arizona State. Yeah. Yeah. So, all righty. So, Beach, the rest of the games are on Saturday, September thirtieth. We have four games to talk about. First up, USC at Colorado. I'll pick first on uh-huh. this one, Beach. USC. I will pick the same. Kyle but says it doesn't, it doesn't change the fact I'm going to be ruined for prime time. If I if I take a loss on this one, I'm okay with that one. Kyle says, can the Buffs bounce back at home? Buffalo looks strong at first, but USC wins. I think USC is going to kick the bejesus out of them. I hope USC has a complete collapse. I would love. I have no you problem know, with this. Sometimes, sometimes you just got to hope for a complete collapse. I mean, I, I'm fine with that. It's funny. Again, just, I, I was going to say, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, Jess knows what I like. I like chaos. Yeah. Everybody well, beating everybody else. Well, you know, again, prime, prime time is a, a pretty pretty devout Christian. Maybe he can get God on his side. Maybe all hellfire and brimstone, maybe <laughs> locusts will come out. Maybe something will happen. He Stop might, those sons of bitches. He'll probably need it this week. <laughs> yeah. You know if they if they get hit by locusts, you know God's involved. There you go. Okay, next up, Beach, Arizona State at Cal. 
Arizona State at Cal. Oh. Damn. Cal? <laughs> Said with such authority. <laughs> Kyle says, Sun Devils go fish in the bay and catch a flounder. ASU. You know, I was really impressed with ASU last week. Or, you know, just this last week against USC. Mm-hmm. Playing with their fourth string quarterback. I'm going to take ASU. Okay, next up, Oregon at Stanford. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay. Again. Beach, I'll pick first, Oregon. Always beating up on the retards, Oregon is. (laughs) Ooh, you're such, you're such a, you're so good. He's like, yeah, you're, yeah. So who are you taking? I'll take, I'm not taking, I think Oregon will win. Kyle says, not much for Stanford to do but play well while they get beat. Stanford. And and, and I texted him back and I go, did you really mean to put Stanford there? He goes, no, 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 Oregon. I go, okay. Because he wrote, you know, they'll get yeah. beat. And then he said Stanford. So, yeah. Wow. So, he's taking Oregon. Last up, Beach, Washington at Arizona. I'll take the Huskies. I, too, will take the Huskies. Kyle says, I kind of want to pick the underdog. It feels like a trap game. Do I make a move to get one up on you, two? I pick the Huskies. Didn't didn't Arizona beat, beat uh, UW last year? I think they did. Were they the, were they the random win? Yeah, they, they had one where it was just like, no. They came out of nowhere and beat them. No, Arizona beat them. Was it Arizona State? They had one game that they just shouldn't have won, lost. Hmm. Yeah, Arizona State beat them 45-38. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When, when Washington was ranked eighth at the time. So, yeah, just weird. Okay. So there we go. So it won't be much movement uh, this week. Could could be a little bit. But if we all go four for four, I mean. Well, no. Well, I picked Cal. Okay. Well, if Kyle and I go four for four. <laughs> yeah, I just keep burying myself deeper in the hole. No problem there. No problem there. All right, Beach. Let's finish up by talking about this week's Heinrich Tailgater. So, Friday night game. Yes. What time are we going to start? Kickoff is at six. What time are we going to start? Part of the problem is I have to be at work for a while. I'm hoping we have food ready by about 3 o'clock. Okay. Sound good? Yeah, we're going to start at like 1? Um, I don't know. Yep. You'll have to talk to me later about when you're going to plan on being down here. I will have the trailer out there and probably the tent set up. But food from 3 to 5. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. And we're going to do this kind of bare bones. No TV. Okay. Not a lot of extra stuff. It's just going to be, you know, food grill. and that's it. Uh, the okay. griddle and the deep fryer. Okay. And so with this game, a lot of times we like to do the Mormon funeral potatoes, but that takes means we have to bring the Traeger and, and, bake. and bake stuff. But I, I just I don't think we're going to do it. So we're just going to do sliders, Beach. Okay. 
Little mini cheeseburgers. Little mini cheeseburgers. And I've got pickles and onions, and I'm not going to do any lettuce or tomatoes. We're just pickles and onions. Okay. And I've got ketchup and traditional Traditional sliders. Traditional sliders. Better than White Castle. Correct. Well, sure. Um, Don't dig anything better than White Castle. Yep. Also, Beach, we will have, we'll be doing fries, and we're going to have three different kinds of fries. We have crinkle cut. We mm-hmm. have the big uh, potato spuds like we have and mm-hmm. Chris cut. Okay. And then to dip those in, we're going to have a Utah creation. Fry sauce. Okay. Fry sauce. I don't know if anybody knows. Fry sauce was actually created in Utah. Mm-hmm. And it's ketchup and mayo and Worcestershire and pickle juice. And there's some other stuff in there. Did they put relish in there too? No. Okay. Because then so it would pickle. basically be Thousand Island dressing. Oh, okay. Okay. We're going to have ranch too because I'm not a fan of fry sauce. I have ranch out there every time, Beach. I know. I'm just checking. Because you said we're going to do it down and dirty. I didn't know if that was going to be included. So I just uh, we'll, sure. have, we'll, have, we'll have vegetables and chips and dips and just hors d'oeuvre stuff. I'll have some stuff for you to deep fry too. Okay. I've well, there's going to be fries. Well, fries, but I've also got... Uh, mac and cheese bites. I've got Rangoons. I've got all that kind of stuff for you. We didn't even talk about the tailgater last week or no, did we? We did. Did we? Okay. How much stuff we went through? Yeah. 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 Okay. And beach as an extra special bonus thing. We're going to have beverages out there. Oh, we're going to have a special beverage, special beverage that people can make for themselves. Yeah, we haven't had a theme drink in like years. We used to do the theme drinks like shark bites and all yeah, that. Yeah, shark kind of bites stuff. and that kind of stuff. But uh, this one, Beach. So, my, uh, Utah being a pretty much a Mormon majority state, there's not a lot of coffee shops. Well, not a lot of well, and also not a lot of uh, uh, not a lot of bars either. Well, I know, but this is more like coffee shops. Yeah, because right? they don't they're not big on caffeine. Well, I from what I understand. Caffeine is, it's more like hot caffeinated drinks. Oh, okay. But so, and because they don't have like a lot of coffee shops and that kind of stuff, these other businesses have popped up. There's different ones. One's called Swig. Yes. One's called Fizz. I've been to Fizz. Have you been to Swig? Uh, no, I have not, but I heard it. My, my friend Becky, who's a Mormon, she was telling me about this. Yeah. She says one, she said one of them names their drinks after like Mormon things. Oh, that's funny. Like one, one she called it was like a consensual or non-commitment makeout session. <laughs> it's like an NCMS, um, NCMS, like non-commitment makeout session. Wow. It's like a Mormon thing. Yeah. I'm like, seriously? She's like, yeah, one of them. And I don't know which one it is, but if you see NCMS, that's non-commitment makeout session for, for Mormons. So, yeah. Let me look it up here. I might not be right on that totally, but that's what she told me. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Anyways, um, but yeah, so these are basically uh, their franchises and their their chains, and they they do uh, sodas, but they do like kind of like mixed sodas. So it's kind of like kicked up sodas. Mm-hmm. Like instead of just having coffee, you'll have a you know frappuccino, mocha latte, choco, aha, whatever. 
you know, with pumpkin spice. That's mm-hmm. kind of what these soda places do. And so one of the ones that's like the most famous, and a lot of them do it, it's called a Dirty Dr. Pepper. And Beach, do you okay. want to describe what's in a Dirty Dr. Pepper? So from what I read, a Dirty Dr. Pepper is a, um, is a uh, hold on just a second here. A Dirty Dr. Pepper is a, uh, it's a Dr. Pepper, and I believe it's just coconut cream. Uh, coconut syrup. So coconut syrup. Coconut. Yeah. And then do they add cream to it as well? Some places do, but most don't. Okay. Okay. Because I know there's sometimes there's there's cream involved in some of these beverages. Because now, because it started out with the Dirty Dr. Pepper, and then it kind of just grew from there. Yeah. And, and now s- crazy and so, amounts of. And so it's Dr. Pepper, coconut syrup, and lime juice. Okay. That's what a Dirty Dr. Pepper is. So we're going to have stuff out there. I've got coconut syrup. I've actually also got sugar-free coconut syrup. We've got Dr. Peppers, and we've got Diet Dr. Peppers. Plus, you can do it to any soda you want. And, Beej, for those that want to go really dirty mm-hmm. with be a Jack really doc- dirty Dr. Peppers, we're going to have Malibu uh, rum out there, too. Sweet. So if you don't want to use coconut syrup, you can use Malibu rum. So, well, that'll, that'll be interesting. Yeah. I think that'll be fun. And like I said, we'll have food going at three. We got to stop by five cause I got to get back to work. <laughs> okay. But you're going to be out there. We're not going to be just that's, me and Matt hold, holding the fort down. That's my plan. Okay. Okay. That's my plan. Okie dokie. Well, it sounds good. I wonder how many other people are going to be tailgating on a Friday night. I don't know. I've had people asking me already. So that's, that's going to be the plan. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll put it up on, on the Facebook so we can start uh, letting people know. Yeah, I might need to borrow somebody's bike. <laughs> I have a bike. Do you need a bike? Yeah, but I just don't feel good with it sitting in the... Ooh. Well, maybe we'll talk about it off air. Okay, All right. sounds good. All right, so I want to thank everyone for listening to show number 204 of Illegal Participation. If you'd like to comment, send a suggestion, or ask a question, HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com, at HeinrichTailgator on Twitter. Heiner Tailgater on Facebook. Remember, listen, subscribe, leave a rating review, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you'd like. Beach. Billy. Let's hope the bees get back on track. One loss does not end the season. Nope. So, uh, Beeves beat. Last game in, the, the last game ends the season. Yep. The bees uh, beat Utah. If they beat Utah next week, they're looking pretty good, in my opinion, for the next few. Well, I, I, again, I don't like to overlook any games. We've got to focus on uh, on Utah, and Utah's going to be a good competitor. So we'll uh, just hope we play well and hope our sliders go off go, go well. We've got a lot of good people for tailgating, and they're all in the stands cheering on beats because I, I think that's going to help. There's a lot of people in the stands bringing, bringing the effort. So you can always, to me, when Reese or the, the last uh, games you've had there, uh, you, you can really see the team getting... Uh, energized off the off the screens of the fans especially when, when we're all in it so hopefully that helps mm-hmm. all right well all until right. next week here's a great big go beeves
Damn turkeys up in my yard. I hate freaking yeah, turkeys. I got, I got birds in mind, but it's the grapes. Yeah, turkeys just poop all over the Are place. Are they in your front yard or backyard? My front yard. What? My front yard. Are they they're in, they shit all over? Yeah, there's only three of them. Sometimes there's like freaking 15. Seen them, I've seen them in across in your neighbor's house. It's crazy. <laughs> I know. Are they just wild or are they or does somebody own them? No, they're just wild. Crazy. They just come cruise around the neighborhood. You know, if they want to eat bugs, I'm okay with that. I just don't like them pooping all over everything. Yeah. Freaking turkey poop. McDonald has really good hotcakes. They do, because they make them fresh. Do they make them there? Mm-hmm. I believe they do. Are we? Are we? I feel like we're staggered. Are we what? I feel like we're staggered in our in our dialogue. I feel like we are behind. Like there's a gap. Is there a gap? There is a gap because I'm talking right after you. No, you're not. Yes, you are. Okay. Should we hang up? And... We, do we, we have a gap, do we not? Yeah, let's hang up and try again. <laughs> okay. Are we there? Uh, yeah, do we have a gap now? I don't know. Do we have a gap? Doesn't seem like it. Nope, sounds better. Okay. Hold on, I got to make sure we're recording. Okay, I got to take... Yeah, off. we've got... We've got a recording we just did for like a minute and a half. And then we've got the new one we just started. What do you need? Nice. Oh, nothing. I, I had to turn off my speaker and put you on just regular handheld phone here. Okay. You got your stuff? You're ready to go? Do I sound, do I sound Yeah, do I sound okay? You sound okay. We have a gap again. Do we? Yeah, because I, I say something and it takes you, like, tends to respond. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it does. It so does. Well, do you want to try it one more time? Um. Well, do you, so say something and I'm going to say, say uh, like, hello, Beach, and I'm going to say something like, hello, Bill, right after you're done talking. Okay. Okay. Say that. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Say something. Say hello, Beach. Hello, Beach. Hello, Billy. <laughs> it's just slight. I just, say, I just say we deal with it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I was going to see how long I could sit there and not say anything. <laughs> 
laughing. Then I started laughing because I'm like, this is stupid. How long can I keep a moron in suspense? (laughs) All right, you ready? All right. Yeah, I didn't do very well on our our week this week, did I? I don't know. I haven't looked at it. I know I did shitty on. I know I did shitty on one. I don't know. We'll have to look at it here in a little bit. Actually, we picked all the teams other than the one that I lost. So, damn, that was disappointing. Okay. All right. Welcome to illegal participation, yada, yada, yada. I like beer. 